Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined... By James Douse. Hey, I was hey. first, Josh. And Josh Brown. Now nah, you get nothing now. Well, so I've got nothing. you and that's enough. I don't even need your vocal confirmation because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. So um, the PlayStation Plus premium service is in full swing. I called it premium. It's kind of still just PlayStation Plus colloquially, but now it's in three different versions. Um, and it's kind of been bandied about as Sony's answer to Game Pass. There's a lot of conversation going on as to whether it is the same value as Game Pass and all the conversations that come out of that and the fact that you can access PS1 games, PS2 and PS3 and like two PSP games in there as well. Hell yeah. So you can say that it's on there, but good Lord, Sony, you could do a lot more. Where is my Pursuit Force? And so <laughs> um, we're going to break a lot of stuff down in regards to our thoughts on the service because all three of us have got the highest tier, I believe. And uh, we all sort of plumped out for the premium. Mr. Josh Brown, you were lucky enough to get Sony himself dropped by. Yes. Kicked the window in, swung in. That is. Said, do you want this, young man? That is exactly what happens. And if I was sent to court, that would definitely hold up. <laughs> no, yeah, I do want to clarify before we begin that, uh, yeah, I was given the PS Plus uh, premium service from a contact at Sony. So mm-hmm. that's how I was able to try it, just to let you know for, you know... For professional purposes. For professional purposes. Yeah. So you can make of that what you will. It won't sway my opinion, but no. it's worth knowing. I think what's actually kind of cool in regards to the way that you pay for it, and yeah, we're not remotely sponsored by anything, but I like the fact that when you upgrade from your regular PlayStation Plus to premium or extra, you only pay the difference. Like yeah. when you actually go... like Because for me, it was like £26 or something, because I'm already a few months into a year's worth of PlayStation Plus, um, which I thought was a way to sort of mask the fact that you're like buying into something that is otherwise um, £100 a year if you go for the premium stuff. Um, but yeah, let's do open question stuff. What do you guys think of the overall service, Mr. James Douse? Uh, I am a fan. Good. Um, I've noticed that there's a lot of shovelware on there. Just yes. a lot of um, <laughs> the stuff you'd find if you go for the PS Store, £5 or less. Right, that's right. the games that's on the service. But there's a few hidden gems in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the PS1 games like the Toy Story 2 and stuff like that, which is just, for me... Insanely worth cool. hundred pounds, right there. Is it worth a lot of money? No, probably not. <laughs> but um, for example, for me, I was about to buy Demon Souls, and right. that would have been sixty quid. Mm-hmm. And then I got on a message from PlayStation saying if I paid thirty-five pounds, I get PS Premium for a year. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, well, I've just saved twenty-five quid. Yeah, 
just to get... Well, I don't own Demon Souls, but I get to play it. See, that's one of the best things about it, I think, is that, like... Because I think it's... One thing that I think has been weird about the way they rolled it out and the marketing, the optics around it, was it's kind of half this, oh, my God, they're finally, finally letting you access these old quality games. It's going to be a PS1 library, PS2 library, at your fingertips. That's, that's an incredible sentence, really, like, especially if you nail the games that are actually on there. But then also, they've kind of buried the lead because the, play, the middle tier, PlayStation uh, Plus Extra, um, is the one that comes with 400-plus PlayStation 4 and all the latest PS5 games. Um, and that's the one that, like I said, it's the middle tier one. But I think that is unbelievable value for money. Like if you go down the route of like Last of Us and God of War and Ghost of Tsushima and whatever, then they're all in that tier. So it's like you can almost fork out, like it, you know, one of those games would be sort of full price, 40 pounds, whatever it is anyway. And you can just get all of them. So I think if you go down that route, I feel like they sort of, they should have front loaded the marketing with that a lot more. I sort of I think that it's been a mix of, it's a classic service, but kind of not really. It's a like passport to every single big deal we've done in the last 10 years but also kind of not really it's on one of the tiers but not the other one it's just like stuff like that I think they could have got out there and made more adverts about for me this is where we're going to disagree I think because mm. I don't think they necessarily did bury the lead when it came to that you know for me the the thing that I was looking forward to yes. going into it was getting those kind of like big PlayStation exclusive games like Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cup mm. like Death Stranding like Demon Souls and having them kind of like instantly Available. I think that is great value, like you said. Mm -hmm. And for me, they kind of did front load that and then at the detriment perhaps of the classic PlayStation 2. See, I think for me it was like I want I thought they would do one big like do it during a state of play, do it during like the official PlayStation like channel on YouTube, do one big advert thing that just says big announcement coming and then you do your big reveal thing that says this is our monthly service, this is what we have and we're giving you and you show the montage of like Kratos and Jin Sakai and everything and all of this is available for the monthly fee and I thought they could have nailed that a bit more because for me I think that the the old school stuff because I'm yeah like I said we're all on premium, so that is um, PlayStation Plus as it was before, plus the 400, whatever it is, PS4 and PS5 games, plus PlayStation 3 streaming, game trials, and then the classic game stuff. Um, so we can get into those things for a little bit, because I guess, Dallas, what do you think of the, the classic game library? You mentioned Toy Story 2. Did uh, that that blow you away? It's we. I think I've mentioned before, the mm. amount of licensed games is actually quite unreal, to be fair. Like, mm. Well, I mean, it's just Disney games purely. Mm-hmm. But you've got Cars 2. <laughs> Cars 2, Brave, Ratatouille, the game. Uh, but there's a lot of games that I completely forgot about. Right. And then they're just there again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate that fact. But I've been dabbling with the PS3 streaming. Yes. And it works really well. I was a bit... I was The play, PlayStation 3 streaming, I know when they, and they said it was going to be streaming only, it was... It is naff because it should be downloadable. I wish I get Metal Gear Solid 4, upscale, downloaded, whatever it is. But you're streaming the version of the PlayStation 3 game that was available in like 2007 or whatever. And so for me, I was like... Oh, that's going to suck. But I think the fact that it just works kind of gets around that a little bit. It's still very much the same uh, resolution. It's like 1080p or whatever. Um, and some of them are struggling to hit 60. But like, if you just want to jump into Dark Void for 10 minutes, then you can. I think that stuff works. Absolutely. I think in this podcast, we're going to get into a distinction between this service versus Game Pass directly for people mm. who have both machines mm. and are trying to choose one over the other versus the value you get as someone who maybe only owns a PlayStation 4 or a PlayStation 5. Yeah. Because in those terms, I think this is a 
almost a no-brainer yeah. because of the library that you get. And yeah, when it comes to that side of things, the PS3 game streaming for me is, like, I like it. I liked it when it was PlayStation Now, for right, instance. You right. know what I mean? I had a PlayStation Now subscription for the longest time, played through Metal Gear Solid 4 and Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 in there, mm. in fact, uh, mm. alongside, you know, all of the God of Wars. And yeah, it's not as crisp as a downloadable, upscaled, backwards-compatible game on Game Pass, but it's still a good way to experience those games, especially if you don't own a PlayStation 3 or mm. maybe never owned a PlayStation 3. Like, I think it's uh, it's not the best way to play those games, but it's a very reliable it's, way. Uh, it's yeah. a way to play those games. Ah, <laughs> see, yeah, that is true, but I mean, I don't think I lost loads playing God of War for the first time on PlayStation right. Now, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? I still, I adore those games and I played them through streaming. Mm. And that's kind of crazy because I was always not a fan of streaming. I was well, like, this was, isn't going to suck. But yeah, like I remember when, when they launched, um, when they made that whole deal with Gaikai, there was like, the Gaikai streaming tech and it was when PlayStation Now first got announced and PlayStation TV got announced and they did that whole thing of, um, of streaming stuff back then. That was when I tried tried PlayStation streaming and it was abysmal. Like, I mean, I, I think I tried, it might have been Ninja Gaiden. I know we talked about Ninja Gaiden on the windup, but like, it was something like that. It was something that required timing and it was so pixely and the actual, like, just the literal image was terrible and it was so delayed. And I was like, oh, F streaming forever. Um, what year would that have been? 2012, I want to say. Whenever they did the Gaikai thing. It was 2011 or 2012, because um, it was on PS3. And um, I remember trying that and just thinking it was horrible. So um, I kind of went in with that expectation. I think a lot of people have that assumption that game streaming just sucks. And I still don't love it overall, but I think that they've come along leaps and bounds. Like, you can push a button and just stream a game, and it largely just works. Like, there is still that slight render time where they make the connection. Um, it's not as fast as, like, streaming a video or something. But you can dive into that library. So... Um, yeah, I was going to say, to talk about that stuff overall, um, how have you been spending your time, James Doss? Uh, so, there is one game on there which I have adored, which I don't think anybody ever talked about. It's called Avicii Invector. Do you know the, <laughs> do you know the uh, singer, Avicii, whatever do. it was? What was he? Uh, producer? Uh, Great game. Yeah, okay. Absolutely outstanding. It's like a guitar. It's like um, Kingdom Hearts, that music game that was released recently. It's uh-huh. like things come at you and you press triangle in time, in time with his songs. Right. Mate, try it. <laughs> I'm Get back to me and try it. It's so, so good. And it visually, it's like a trip in itself. It's so nice. It's actually cool. It's great. Uh, I played the demo on the Switch a couple of years ago, uh-huh. and then I saw this right at the top of the PS4 games. I went, this is what... James, and that's all I played. Douse. <laughs> yes, man. This is what I love about services like this, right, mm-hmm. is that you can see these games that you've like seen the cover of yep. for so many years, but you would never like buy yourself. No. You would never take never the risk. Took, no and buy it. But I love that with these services, it's like, <laughs> I can finally play Dark Void, which yeah. whose yeah. cover I have adored for literal <laughs> decades at this point. Yeah. And now I there's like no risk of jumping into a mm. game like this and just being like, hell yeah, I'm going to try a whatever this is. No, no finest work, Dark Void. That's uh, <laughs> one of his best roles. But um, yeah, I, the thing I was going to say before um, was I think that this is an interesting opening salvo of titles. Um, I'm still always going to think that Tekken 3 should be on there instead of Tekken 2. I keep mentioning Tekken because I feel like Tekken 3 was a flagship title for the PS1, um, as was, you know, Final Fantasy VII, Metal Gear Solid, Soul Reaver. Like, you have all these big titles that I would arguably say you, quote-unquote, shouldn't be launching a PlayStation retro service without. Like, it's the same with the PlayStation Mini. It was like, if you're going to do this, you need these pillars, because that's what we associate with 
it. And so I'm in a weird place with it where like I looked at the library that you get, say if you buy premium for the classic stuff, that's kind of what I meant by the marketing. Like the reason I got this was for the classic stuff. Like I love the idea of PS1 games, PS2 games. Um, at my fingertips kind of thing. But the PS1 stuff, and I don't know what you guys think of this, um, it's not that it's lacking, like it's fine. I played like a few hours of Ape Escape, still love Ape Escape, I still think that thing largely holds up. Um, played some Siphon Filler, played some Worms Armageddon, like that's fine, but I kind of, then immediately I went back to the list and I was like, well, I've kind of done enough. Like I've done, I've, I've done as much as I want to do from what you guys have. Um, and there's no real big pull. Like they don't really have that big pull. They've been leaning a lot on Siphon Filter on the Twitter stuff. Um, but what do you guys think of that? The, the PS1 Personally for me, the for PS1 and PS2, Gran Turismo was my game and then Metal Gear. So mm-hmm. there's so many games that just aren't on the server. Oh, Metal Gear is though, isn't it? Yeah. No, not yet. Oh, is it not? No. But Gran Turismo, for example, was my game and mm-hmm. it's just not there. Spyro, Crash, and yeah. there. Like all of the classics just why and I, I hope that they're doing, we mentioned this in some of the preview pods, but I kind of just hope that they're doing the Nintendo approach where they sort of get to do the whole, and this month it's blah, like Nintendo go, hey, we got Pokemon Snap this month. And it's like, you get to have that little burst of interest around it. And maybe that, maybe they find out that algorithmically or whatever, that's just better for the service because you get to have all these little mini adverts for it as they add stuff to it. And when they do add, you know, insert your favorite PS2 game here to it, then you'll care a lot more. It's just, it's a weird rollout for it. I still can't shake the fact, and we said this again, and some of the news for it that it was kind of just thrown together like the there's a whole thing about the way that um the service looks like when you go in the playstation plus menu i think that the actual collation of the games is messy as hell like i think that they barely give you a list of here's ps2 games like they're all classed as ps4 games because loads of them are the hd re-releases from a few years ago and things like that i don't think it's that easy to really get a handle on the best version or whatever whereas like on xbox you just click on a tile and it gives you the best one by default this is interesting, right? Because we had this conversation actually off camera where you were like, there was no section for the mm. PlayStation 2 games. And I was like, there's a section for PlayStation 2, PSP, and PS3 and stuff well, yeah. in there in the collection. I personally, again, I feel like I'm just like shouting at you from across, across <laughs> the room being like, there's a condenser not, on this mic, mate. It's, it's right. not that bad. But uh, it, like with, with a lot of the things that you're mentioning here, I do kind of agree. I'm like, mm. when it comes to the PlayStation 1 collection, could it be better? It bloody could. Like yeah. who played some of these titles that they've put on? Where is the <laughs> likes of Metal Gear or, you know, Rayman or whatever. Oh, the Holy War. Hey man, where is... Uh, Bruce Willis's Apocalypse, <laughs> Apocalypse I think it was called oh my god get that games? on there yeah. <laughs> the Die Hard trilogy yeah totally so I, I do agree that you know there are definitely ways it could be better but from the selection I do have uh-huh. at my fingertips I am still kind of blown away like Douse was saying like I love that Toy Story 2 is on there yeah, yeah that's insane yeah. and I get to play Resident Evil the director's cut mm. I love that I'm going to jump into Siphon Filter you know it's it's a small handful of, cult, of uh, titles at the minute but I just if it, it does grow if they do start adding you know more classics mm. at a regular rate I think it's a great starting point if it's this forever then I'll be fully on board with you to mm. be like this is underwhelming this is disappointing but as a starting point I hope it's a foundation to grow from mm-hmm. what do you think they'll focus on more the classic games or the uh, PS4 PS5 games PS5 games I think I think? would say I, would I don't know I like for me like there's such a gap in the premium stuff like the extra tier is ludicrously good value for money that's the one yeah. where you get like everything I've reeled off before if you think of a if you think PlayStation 4 game whatever comes to mind is in that extra tier that thing's like ludicrously good value for money premium you're paying extra for the PS1 PS2 PS3 stuff and game trials of the likes of Cyberpunk and WWE 
or whatever. But like for me, the premium tier is the one that the fanatics like us went in for. But it's the one that's the most lacking as an actual tier thing. Like if you talk about why it's worth getting the final tier, and it's not to say. I mean, I'm not even saying it's bad. It's, it's just saying that if you're gonna do the whole pull the trigger on the PlayStation Legacy service, um, there's a more oh my god way to do it. But I get the licensing side of that that maybe makes it impossible without a lot more conversation. Because Dallas, I mean, the premium is where you get like all of the game streaming and stuff. Like, do you see yourself like exploring that a lot? Because I will, because I didn't have a PlayStation 3. So there are a lot of games uh. there that I would love to jump into. It's not like I'm going back to revisit games, though I probably will do that as well. For me, it's a way to play games I didn't have access to for the longest time because I only had a PS3 for like a couple of years and I played MGS4 mm. on it. And I think that was probably <laughs> it. That was probably the only game. Are the main PS3 games not ported to PS4 though? Well, that is a good question because a lot of them have been like, yeah. you know, Uncharted, The Last yeah. of Us and what have you. But so, I would still argue that there is a lot of third party stuff, especially that yeah. hasn't been ported. Well, there's that whole thing about the PlayStation 3 being notoriously impossible to develop mm-hmm. for. So like the infamous is like rarely available outside the PS3. Like there's, there was that uh, dragon gyroscope game that they put Lair or whatever it was called, yes. where you play as a dragon and they, it was originally a gyroscope um, that weird controller they had, the six axis, yeah. and then they patched it so you could use analog sticks. And it's like, the PS3 has such a feel to it, I find. It's like the weird year in Sony's history where they didn't know what the hell they were doing and they were overpricing for everything. And then they, like, apparently it was impossible to develop for, and that's why it's streaming only. So, like, there are some things that are locked to that, um, like, machine. But, um, yeah, not a thing that you're going to lose sleep over, I don't think. It's just, like, yeah, With, an with the PS3, it's a weird console, because when I, was it 2005 when it came out? Or was it 2006? Yeah, let's go 2005. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time I ever saw it was in a Toys R Us. Right. And it was beh- in one of those kiosks and with a HD TV. And mm. I remember everybody saying that that's so expensive. Yeah. So <laughs> well, that was the whole thing. 2006. Nobody I knew owned mm. a PS3. It was not my school's game uh, console, sorry. Everybody well, that was had a the thing. instead. Yeah, everyone's for my, I don't know about you, Josh, but like for me when we were growing up, everyone went like, oh my God, PlayStation 2. Like this is the yeah. best console of all time. And then there was that whole thing around like just the way the PS3 was, was rolled out where like, yeah, it was extremely overpriced and they didn't have like many great games for it. And then it just, everyone switched to 360 and it was like, I got a PS3 with my first, uh, one of my first paychecks because I was just <laughs> like, I want to spend this on something I want to play on Charters. And Metal Gear 4 was coming out. So I was like, I need to get that. But yeah, I feel like that, that era is like a weird, thing and now it's like a weird streaming catalog what's quite funny as well i think is that you know when we talk about playstation classics because we're of a certain age mm. we will jump to playstation one we will jump to playstation two but like ps3 games they're also classics at this point yeah, you know, some yeah, of those yeah. games are 16 years yeah, old 15 <laughs> years old 16 years old 14 years old it's mm. a long time ago mm-hmm. and there is an entire generation of fans out there who have probably never experienced these games and to them I think it's good to view it from the perspective of those are part of the classic like rollout. Yeah, yes, PS1s are very much in there, but mm. it's like 300 PS3 games or whatever fall under that banner of this is our back catalog. This yeah. is what we're bringing to the table from our classic suite. Uh, and then hopefully the even older stuff from around the PS1 time gets added to later. So when I look at it through that lens, I'm like, that's a decent offering. There are hundreds of quote-unquote classic games there. And a lot of them are still, you know, really interesting to catch up on today. Like all of the infamous games, like all of the God of Wars <laughs> and what have you. Like, the, I can't, I keep talking about God of War, but like that the was brain. the experience that clinched it for me because I right. just thought like I never got to experience those games and PlayStation now give me that opportunity. And mm. now PlayStation Plus, which is even better value, 
in my opinion, you know, it will hopefully give other people the opportunity to have the same experience that I did that was incredibly belated. <laughs> well, that's the thing, but they, they have all that potential. Like, I think, like, obviously the old God of Wars aren't on here as far as I know. Unless it's maybe the HD collection, but like it feels like, and um, that's my problem. That that was my point with the collation stuff is that like if you want to go on, if you want to just indulge in retro stuff, then you go on the, the the classic tab, and it's like here's everything from past generations. But like I said, some of them are listed as PlayStation Four games. Like that, it's just not very clear. Like, and if you want to just go like, okay, what is my what what library of PS One games do I have access to? There's no way to quickly bring that up. Like you can't even filter by PS One. Like it has to be you have to find everything. And then if you do the list of all classic stuff, then some of them you'll go into and it'll say stream. Something will go into and it'll say download. And you don't know if it's going to be what resolution it's going to be. Like, there's just... Honestly, I, I think that it's night and day compared to how Xbox do it, where, like, if they've put their little um, optimized for X slash S thing in the corner of some box art, you know it's going to have auto HDR, frame rate upgrades, whatever. And I just think that, like, it's not that that's a direct... It is kind of a direct comparison, but, like, it's night and day in regards to, like, if Ninja Gaiden, you compare the Game Pass version of Ninja Gaiden to the streamable PS3 one, um, they're 15 years apart, even both in 2022. Um, trophy stuff as well. I don't know if you guys... Because one of the reasons for me buying this was trophies on old games. Um, I don't know if you guys have bothered much with the trophy stuff, but the way that they've been implemented is, like, all over the place. Like, Siphon Filter has a full set with a plat. Um, Aperscape has a full set with a platinum. And then Worms Armageddon, and there was something else I played, um, just have, like, two bronze trophies and nothing else. Right. So I'm just like, I don't know if that's the devs going, like, well, we want to play too. And then going, like, oh, if you kill 50 worms, you get a bronze. I, just, I don't know what that is, but that's just there too. That's another thing that's going to be exciting to see how it is embraced or how it plays mm. out. Because I think Sony are good at introducing, like, loads of features that people might use. And then <laughs> sometimes... Developers do, and sometimes they don't like with the, the game activity cards. cards. Yeah, <laughs> on PlayStation Five or you know any support for. The- How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that 
with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. The dual sensor, what have you. Mm. And I think this is going to be the exact same. I think even before the service came out, they were like, it's up to the developers, really, to decide. So I imagine for the first party stuff, it'll have pretty good support, mm. like Siphon Filter. And for everyone else, it'll be like, well, you might get one trophy. You might get <laughs> no trophies. And if you're someone who obviously, you know, that adds an extra element, especially to the older games, mm. that I can see why that would be disappointing to go back and just Well, that's like, kind of well, what I mean. Like, mm. there, there could be a way more streamlined version of this where you're going into, like, whatever, like, app you want to call it that we access from the XMB, if it's still called the XMB, the main menu on the PlayStation 5, and it's like, this is your PS1 catalog, these are all the trophy lists, go mop up your childhood in terms of, you know, playing all these games and accessing all these different things. Um, I feel like that's what they could have done, and maybe it'll become like that, because there's also this whole thing about the PlayStation 5 um, getting a firmware refresh like later this year and whatever, so maybe it'll change then. But I guess, James, tell us what do you think of the old? I wonder how there? much work a lot of these developers have put into putting their games on this platform. Mm. Like, for, ugh, I keep saying Toy Story Two, but like, <laughs> do any of the developers have that source code still that was given to them, or was it literally just an emulated version of the original? Because then, how do you add in trophies mm. if they don't have the? Co I don't know. I don't know. Well, how that it was works. that was what was amazing. I mean, yeah, I think Toy Story Two is like the weirdest anomaly ever because yeah. I think that thing doesn't have trophies. It doesn't now. So yeah, so like that was like Disney just going like this is the this is the ROM archive thing. Yeah. Here you go, but it is upscaled. Like or at least it yeah. plays in HD. I guess like the Steam Deck emulated version mm. might, for example. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all it's the first party stuff that has the most trophies because I guess they have the most access to it. Um, and like I said, you do have things like Worms Armageddon that are a couple extras um but yeah that's my overall feeling with it is that they i said this on one of the earlier news things it feels like they just kind of did a whip round and say we're launching a monthly service what have you guys got and then namco were like well we've got tekken 2 and we'll kind of work out how to do tekken 3 i guess and um and figure it out that completely reminds me when i was playing streaming cars mate a national i played it for a second and it's one of those games that give you a trophy upon launching it right nice. that's just there on my profile now, <laughs> you can't now. i just can't get rid of it so i've got 100 percent that now you know how they let you delete um, 
like games of your trophy thing if you don't get what like yeah. any trophies. I think they should up that to one or two. Yeah. Let me delete that whole trophy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. from my life if I don't want that game on there. Like I might have played something for five minutes, like you said, and now that is on there forever, taking down <laughs> my uh, ratio of trophies that I've unlocked and achieved. We should talk about um, a game that you've been playing, Josh, called Shadow Warrior Three. Which is right. a whole other wing to this, which is, and that's a whole other thing to talk about. They, like, you know, if they talk about c- competition with Game Pass, Sony said they were never going to put their first party stuff on there, and they're not, or anything that's going to be £70 premium price point stuff, they wouldn't put on there. Um, but they did, as part of State of Play, say that Stray was going to be coming to, uh, like, I think it's extra and premium as the two tiers uh, day one. But also, Shadow Warrior 3, um, I forget the name of the devs who make that. I know Devolver Publisher. Yeah, I also. Those think dudes, anyway. Devolver. Um, yeah, De- a Devolver published game, like, sort of a, the third, third game in the, uh, first-person shooter over-the-top franchise thing um, is also on... Is it only on premium or extra? Um, it should be on extra, I yeah. think. It's a, you know, it's a PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 game. So I that was like I a PlayStation Plus release, like a Game Pass style. Here's a full game as part of your tier thing. Yeah, totally. And, and to be fair, that was on PlayStation Now before it was mm. on uh, on this as well. Uh, so it kind of launched as an exclusive on, on that service first, and now it's been uh, carried over for a little bit. Mm. And yeah, so... What I love about Game Pass is when you get those exclusives, whether they're third party or first party, because it gives you a reason to boot up that service. It gives you a reason. Uh, it makes you feel good that you've paid into a subscription to get a game that you would have had to pay like thirty-five pounds for, forty pounds for, mm. maybe even fifty or sixty pounds for. And with Shadow Warrior Three, that was a game that I would never pay full price for, even though I really loved the first title, but I would absolutely jump into it on a subscription service. So this gave me the opportunity to do that, and I've been playing that, and I've been really enjoying it. It's like an over-the-top game. It's one of the most unfunny games I've ever played, (laughs) ever. It tries so hard to be comedic. Do you know there's a character called Lo Wang? I think you do, yeah, Yeah, and there's a lot of of dick jokes in there, a lot of of raccoon dick jokes. Like, you have to, like, it does like a Guardians of the Galaxy thing. The humor is... You should love that. Well, I like... You love Guardians humor. I like Guardians. I don't yeah. like things that are like Guardians. It's mm. like saying, you know, I like oranges, but I don't like apples that taste like oranges. Okay. That okay. makes sense. That's I don't know if that makes that's sense. That's accurate, yeah. Science. Yeah, yeah. Like sausage rolls that taste like oranges. I'd be like, what are you doing? I want something else. I might take one of them. I might, you know. Yeah. Anyway, the yeah. point is, Shadow Warrior 3 uh, is very unfunny. The script is very bad, mm. but it plays, like, incredibly well. It's right. just a... Doom-esque first-person shooter that gives you a bunch of wacky guns, a bunch of uh, different enemy types to master, and it's just like an arena shooter, essentially. Right. And it's like five hours long, so I would You should have led with that. Well, no, but this is the thing. It's five <laughs> hours long, so I, would, I wouldn't probably say to go out and buy it, uh, you know, full price, but as part of a subscription, it it, it like excels because it's a game that I can throw on. I can listen to a podcast over the top and I can smash something out in five hours and have a good time with. And it's going to be interesting going forward to see what else is added to PlayStation Plus uh, exclusively, like Stray. Like mm. that is another game like Shadow Warrior where I will keep the subscription for that because I wouldn't otherwise have paid for Stray. Mm-hmm. But if it's part of the PlayStation Plus thing that I already subscribe to, I'm definitely going to give it a chance now. And that's what... Xbox Game Pass has always succeeded with, and I hope that Sony get the memo this time around and add more games like Stray, like Shadow Warrior or whatever 
to the service. Like the mid-tier stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, Dallas, what do you think of, of that whole split of like asking people for 70 pounds? Or if you wait long enough, it'll probably end up on one of these. See, uh, I was going to say with the uh, Game Pass, I've noticed that I've done the exact same thing I did with Game Pass mm. as I'm doing with this one, where I immediately downloaded all 500 megabytes or less games. Mm. So I've oh, got okay. these, all these, um, Oli, Oli 2? Oli Oli World? No, 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 Oli Oli 2. No, what you want to get is Oli Oli World. Yeah, I'm not paying for that, though. <laughs> no, Jason. On the service. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, I downloaded all these games I would never, ever pay for, like this Avicii game and so on. And that's what I've noticed is the same as what I did with Game Pass. I hardly ever touch the third-party games. Mm. I will, obviously, with the PlayStation one, but I just... I'm attracted to the rubbish <laughs> games, and that's what I love. You mentioned earlier, like the shovelware, and honestly, yeah. shovel that shovelware into my mouth. Yeah, that's yeah. this kind that's of stuff. My games. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like that's yeah. the stuff I want to jump into and give a chance because, of course, mm. I'm going to play, you know, Horizon Three. Of course, I'm going to play Uncharted Five. Like yeah. that's a no-brainer. But it's not a no-brainer that I would go out and buy Dark Void. You yeah. Know? Do you know what? Like, there's a whole thing of every single company doing their own version of Game Pass. I think Ubisoft Plus stuff or EA Play or whatever. I wonder mm. if all the indie devs get together and doing like an indie pass and you sort of like because that would be a way to get all the indie games in front of people where it's not like, the humble indie bundle there's humble bundles online yeah, on yeah. like pc or whatever but i mean on consoles like okay, to have right. some sort of like app that you would access from an xbox uh, home screen or a playstation home screen that cycles through stuff um Isn't xbox yeah. pattern of humble yeah so did that not happen? With I that? guess so. I just think, I mean, that's like a deal. I, I do know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking because cause like Devolver could do it. Like they have yeah. enough games now where they could have a Devolver app or something yeah. and you could cycle through it. Not that I want everything to become a monthly service because we're, we're very much <laughs> approaching <laughs> that across the board. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other ways to get games in front of people. I think that's the overarching like massive positive with this is that if you yeah. missed any PlayStation exclusives, they are yeah. now all in front of you. Absolutely. And you know, you have, you don't have that same risks that you did, you know, buying into a game like Returnal, which mm. a lot of people might have been put off with because it's a developer Why? that they don't know. I best know. game Abysmal. ever made. Well, this is what I'm going to get into. Well, best, game ever made. best game of 2021, maybe yes. the best game ever made. You know, Drugs. that's... It was often a hard sell because it's like, okay, I'm gonna, I want you to play this roguelike from a developer that hasn't really made a game on this level before, and it's quite divisive. Uh, spend <laughs> 70 pounds on it, please. Like, yeah. that was mm. a hard sell last year. Now that it's part of this service, though, I'm like just shouting to everyone in the street, please play the Returnal. <laughs> it's on the PlayStation Plus uh, subscription. Uh, in the the financial risk in in that sense is uh, much less. Well, it's like you've already paid before. for it. So yeah. Yeah. Is that the only way to get games on the service end? Don't buy them originally so they don't perform well, so then they go on the service? <laughs> Maybe, James. <laughs> if you buy Last of Us 2, Last of Us Part 2 is not going to be on just there. Just stay the hell away from God of War Ragnarok and then we'll all That's get it for free. Be on yeah. there. There's so many games that aren't going to be on there, so stop buying games. <laughs> And there you go. I do think that is interesting, though, um, as has been the, the case. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but most of the game-playing friends that I talk to just say that they wait now. They don't buy day one. Like We've talked loads about, in various videos, various lists, um, about the fact that if you buy day one, you're buying the worst version of a game yeah. um, because it needs to be patched or it needs to actually be finished or whatever it is, like Cyberpunk, two years late. Um, I guess there's, there's that whole conversation of, like, the more that these services take off on both sides of the bigger consoles, then um, does that just incentivize people to wait? Like, you're already forking out, let's say, £100 a, um, a, year, a year for premium. Um, do you think that changes things? Because Sony have tried to split the difference, and I don't buy that they had this it planned years in advance. I think this is a direct response to Game Pass, um, especially the numbers that it, it managed to achieve across the pandemic, um, because they wouldn't have announced £70 was their new 
uh, price point if they were going to do this stuff as well. I think their model when it comes to first-party exclusives, and that's why I want to talk about here, because they're mm. not coming to you know PlayStation Plus day <laughs> one. They'll probably come a few months after, maybe a year after. We don't really know. Uh, I think they might take the MCU approach, where the MCU movies now, they come out in theaters, obviously, but then they are quickly turned around onto Disney Plus eventually. They will drop on a streaming service much faster than they ever did mm-hmm. before. However, they still make bank at the box office because they're still billed as events, right? They're stories that people want to be there day one to experience so they don't get spoiled, so they Mm. get the experience fresh. And I think that's what a lot of games, Sony games, are going to bank on, you know? People are going to rush out to play God of War Ragnarok rather than waiting because they want to see what happens with the story. They want to be part of that conversation. Same with maybe the next Last of Us or, you know... Ghost of Tsushima 2, mm. they're going to be wanting to be part of that conversation, and then the people who would have waited anyway, or wouldn't have been able to buy it, or didn't want to buy it, or couldn't buy it because of the financial situation, they still get, quote-unquote, rewarded, because that will come to the streaming service eventually, mm. and it will, their patience will have, you know, weighed off, and it's not really lost sales, because, like I said, they probably wouldn't have got it anywhere. That's that the curious sense. bit. Do, yeah. do they lose sales? And like, Is there like an impact of, of the numbers of people who end up signing up to premium versus the sales numbers of those individual unit sales? Because the, the secret weapon is game trials. Like They already yeah. have that up and running, like I said, for certain games. But if they make it so that that's their answer to day one stuff, and that's they can kind of thread that line optically of just saying, that, well, we never, we never, we said we'd never put it on there as the part of the service, but we will let you play an hour of it or something. Um, well, yeah. I popped big because I didn't realize that Oli Oli World 2 was on the game trial section. Oli Oli World World is sorry, yes. sorry, sorry. No, Oli Oli World is the newest one. Oli yeah, Oli that's on the game trial. Yes. Sorry, oh, Oli Two yes, yes. is on the premium. Oh, well, play Returnal and Oli Oli World. It's one of the games of the year. Oh, no, it. World is on the game <laughs> trial. You yeah. can only play yeah. an hour or so. That's fine. You can still play it. <laughs> the point is, Scott's been talking about this game all year. Yeah, it's a yeah. game that I wouldn't have bought. Like I yeah. said, the best soundtrack of the year. Absolutely. Now it's on a trial. Of course, I'm gonna play yeah. it, and of course, that taster might get me to buy the full game. Yeah. I don't know yeah, yet. Yeah. So, like game trials, I didn't think I would like be a fan of because mm. it's like I, I at least when I buy something I usually know the stuff I'm going to buy and mm. the stuff that I'm not going to buy but when it gets to that kind of middle ground of I have no idea what the hell Oli World, Oli Oli World is I don't know how that plays I just know Scott's <laughs> recommended it is that enough for me to spend he's described yes. it to him but it's not yeah, <laughs> is that enough to get me to spend £30 on it I don't know but a trial in that regard will certainly help so that actually sold me on that entire service. That was the thing I was going to just disregard and be like, that's probably not worth it. But right. then if you get games like that on there, which you know people will probably benefit playing a demo of, mm. that is good. Well, what, the, the what's last... the, sorry, what's the deal with game trials? How, is it like an hour long? I think it's up to the developer, so they okay, sort of varies. Right, okay. There was that whole mandate thing they had out a couple of months ago about like you can only... Um, submit a trial if it's oh, it was like if the overall runtime is a certain amount of time because they didn't want to like you had to oh, there was a whole thing about how much you had to mandate and how long uh, something could be or whatever but it seems like it has to be a decent amount of uh, of game let's say um, but yeah I think that stuff is interesting I mean I, I'm curious on how much they try and solve the demo problem let's say of the 8th generation which is kind of came into this one where you hardly ever know what you're getting that was the whole thing across the last generation as demos just went away like obviously they're harder to make I always get the, the reality of that but I wonder if game trials is the solution like it's it's shippable code it's launch day code but you siphon off a couple hours of it like Resident Evil 2 style 
um, yeah. where you just go, here's here's X number, it's an X hours of this game. Um, and that's how you get around it. And I think they picked, like I said, you know, just good um, titles to be on there already. Mm. Like another example is that Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, yeah, that's or whatever that. it's called, the Borderlands uh, spinoff. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that I wouldn't have paid full price for. Mm. But now maybe I give it a try. Now maybe it gets its hooks in me. Maybe I end up getting that. Maybe it goes in Game of the Year. I don't know. Probably not. But who knows? Almost definitely know? not. What do you think of uh, the... Because the thing is, like, I obviously the, of the, the elephant in the room is, is PlayStation, like, let's say the premium tier versus Game Pass. Like, do you think that that is a, a better value for money? Because it's like, the game trials are something that, that Game Pass doesn't have. Like, you know, you, the, you can't play Borderlands, Tina, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands on there. The, the benefit, uh, though, with Xbox's one is that you can do the streaming on every game. Mm. So, like, if I just wanted to try out, um, I, I couldn't even tell you a game on the service, Halo Infinite, for example. <laughs> yeah. uh, you could just stream it for the first 10 minutes, and if you like it, download it. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the whole thing with trying before you buy that I feel just went away so much across the last 10 years of gaming um, that streaming itself can solve. And, you know, like you kind of mentioned, the PlayStation Now stuff, you could stream so many of those games. Now that they're on this different extra tier or premium tier, then you have access to that library. And I wonder if that's the thing that will they'll overall just focus on, the idea of like, where for the players and you can just have access to all of these games and bulk out the library that way and worry less about going, £70 stuff is available. It's just, look at how much we're giving you yeah. over all <laughs> just come just come enjoy all the time and maybe if you play Ape Escape 2 it's fine well Scott I want to talk to you about something because yes. uh, you how are how warm this room is well this is very warm in here <laughs> you are the man who has played everything as we know you play everything <laughs> that you can get your hands on so there are very few I would argue triple A blockbuster video games that you haven't played well exactly yeah yeah totally however I would say perhaps for the average customer they may have missed out mm. on you know uh, maybe some of the Uncharted games, maybe Ghost of Tsushima, maybe Death Stranding. I don't know why you would miss Death Stranding, <laughs> but maybe you didn't play that, and now you get the chance to play the director's cut. What I worry about when we talk about the service is because we play a lot of games because it's our job, mm. and we like to keep up with it as much as possible, and we are fortunately in many ways financially able to, that we kind of take those big PS4 and PS5 games for granted. Yes in terms of them being on there. However, there are going to be a huge, huge portions of the audience who won't have experienced them and are now finally going, thank God I don't have to pay, you know, even a discounted price to get these massive blockbuster titles. Now I have Returnal at my fingertips. Mm-hmm. I can go straight from that to Ghost of Tsushima Sh- Director's Cut. I can uh, go from that to Death Stranding. I can go from that to God of War, blah, blah, well, blah, Well, see, blah. that was what I was going to say <clears throat> or get to, where I've seen people already argue that one Last of Us 2, one... God of War um, 2018, whatever, is worth more than anything on Game Pass. And that makes it a a better overall service or a more worthwhile service. That's an interesting talking point. And would you guys agree? Like like what you just said there with Death Stranding, I'd have never bought that. I I appreciated your opinions and your love for the game. I wasn't having it. I didn't care. You stuck the dagger in. Now you're slowly pulling it (laughs) out. I don't know if it's better. I'm about to put it back in. Okay, thank you. So I still don't know if I will play it. But because it's there, and I guess I've just paid for it, I will play it. Whether I like it or not, I don't care because I can just delete it if I didn't like it because I've not just spent 70 quid James Avicii Douse strikes again. It's got to be done. Play it. 
But that whole thing of um, giving you a catalog of games is obviously what Game Pass built itself on. And it's interesting because Sony's almost in the, the reverse approach where Xbox is building to the exclusives and the foundation is the third party stuff and the indie stuff. And PlayStation has past releases like that that were on PlayStation now that are now on this new service, but they have all the exclusives first. And it's like, it's, I'm just curious how that's going to go sales wise and how that's going to go in terms of the conversation. Because I don't necessarily agree that one God of, God of War beats everything on Game Pass. I, I get what people mean by that because it's this big insane you know totemic release kind of thing um but i do see a lot of quality in what game pass puts out and i love like their um shining a light on the amount of indie games you get the likes of paradise killer or whatever that have blown me away this year that i've just thought like i would never have even known this existed uh without this thing and i'm yeah i'm kind of curious how they curate this stuff going forward um but overall um we spent a couple of weeks with this stuff um, i think we'll keep using it as much as possible and we'll we'll check back in i'm curious what sony do next there's some rumored state of players doing the rounds there's an ubisoft stream tomorrow which will be today by the time you guys hear this on a wednesday um, and we'll just see what else comes out. Where the games get announced, you never know. Maybe Ubisoft do an Ubisoft collection. <laughs> Not to worry, though. This has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Hilford, joined by James Douse. Thank you, everybody. And Josh Brown. Thank you, everybody. End of the table, second introduced Josh Brown. I <laughs> will catch you next week. Just stick the knife in, man. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.